You're listening to an encore presentation of We the People. You can hear this show live every Friday night from 7 until 8 p.m. Your source for locally how you can get involved to make a difference. Tune in. Thanks for listening. Get out there and make a difference. Texas, Hayes County, and the rest of the world. This is We the People here on a Friday night. Rob Rourke, your host. And uh, yes, this is the 10th of March. Coming on down, you know, man, where did the winter go? We are now into spring. It is spring break has started, but... Watch out, folks. There's lots of things going on that you need to be aware of. And uh, we've got sitting here with me tonight, Mr. Philip Muzzy, candidate for the San Marcos CISD uh, School Board. We're going to be talking to him about why he's running and uh, all that money he's going to be making off of this. No, 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 folks. Okay, this is one that you do not get paid for. All right, this is people, I don't know why people run for this. They're crazy, okay? But we're going to talk about that in just a minute. Oh, and hey, we could be out of beer, out of Guinness beer. Your local, your local folks that are your local beer, just, you know, places that you can go and get this are not going to have it. Well, that's what we were told. Ah, we're going to get a response back from the beer distributors. We're going to talk about that uh, whole nice little setup that they've got there in Texas law. And talking about that, Texas legislature, we've got all sorts of great things. Yes, this is a political commentary show. The views expressed on this show are those of the hosts, the guests, and not necessarily those of KZSM or SMTXCRA. Stay tuned. Text a friend. Tell them this is where you get to find out what is going on locally and how you can get involved. We'll be right back with you. KZSM.org, True Community Radio. It's Rob Work with you. And Philip Muzzy is here with us. Philip, how you doing tonight, man? Hey, Rob, doing good. Thanks for having me. I like the setup here. It is. Hey, you know, this is your studio. This is the people's studio. It really yeah. is. Okay. It's no, it's not communism or anything, folks, but this is, you know, we're a 501c3. It's a nonprofit. And uh, everything here just goes right back into the studio. Got a lot of cool things that are going to be going on this year. We've got uh, the uh, San Marcos uh, City has uh, turned over their emergency broadcast license to us. And so uh, we're in the process of getting that transferred over by the FCC. Uh, the uh, 
county has some emergency broadcast uh, COVID money that we're going to be uh, tapping into that they vote on. So uh, hopefully I don't make anybody mad out there in the community this week. Uh, no, folks, be nice. Don't show up on Tuesday. Uh, but uh, if you do want to show up uh, on Tuesday and be supportive of the radio station, that I will appreciate. Uh, but uh, we've got a lot of things going on. But let's talk about the other arm, okay? You know, I always talk about there's a triad here of your local taxing entities, okay? You've got your city council or your city. You've got the county. And you've got your school districts. Now, you know, there's other ones, but in general, wherever you're at, that is the three that you usually are going to be dealing with. And, okay, we talk about it as a taxing entity, but a school board is the one that uh, is your representative on that, you know, to not only make the uh, the proposals about how the money is spent, how the budget is spent, but also to make sure they're compliant and make sure to stay out of legal trouble. And, you know, what is it that is the will of the people in the community? And what is that voice? So, Philip, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about your district? You are... Um, district 1. Right. Absolutely. So District 1 historically hasn't had a very good voter turnout in non-general presidential elections. Um, So the district is uh, on the east side. Trace Community is one of the neighborhoods. Um, Posey Road, Skull Road. And the Trace is the new community, folks, when you are going down towards New Braunfels, over to the left over there, that whole area that is growing and also includes a new school and right. uh, there. And, uh, you know, so you're talking about generally on the south, east side. Now, unlike San Marcos that has open, we've got districts uh, for the city, you actually have geographical districts in the uh, San Marcos CISD. And then you have two open seats that are uh, uh, district-wide. So we were originally supposed to have three races uh, that were uh, uh, scheduled uh, that were going to be up for election, but we had one of those uh, here this last week uh, that the uh, uh, they decided at the uh, school board meeting um, that they did not have anyone else to run in the District 3 race, which is uh, Sandra uh, Sepulveda uh, Lopez. And uh, she uh, is going to basically, once that election is done, she will be the next school board uh, 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 trustee for that district. But we've got District 1, and uh, uh, so uh, Philip Muzzy is running against Jessica Kane in this race that we're talking about. Correct, yes. And so why why do you want to get involved in this? I talked about in the lead-up to this kind of with a a little bit of a smirk, you know, you got to be crazy to do this, you know? Yeah, you know, Rob, you know, I have skin in the game. You know, I've been here 27 years. I'm, I'm vested. You know, I met my wife, Sylvia, here. We have children in the district. We've had children in the district, and we still do. We have a daughter at the high school. Um, you know, I've taught here. I've coached here. Um, I've seen a decline in the positive culture and the safety of the schools, especially in the secondary schools. And uh, to be honest, there's a lackluster academic progress going on. You know, Sylvia's, Sylvia and I have talked many times about running, but uh, this year she gave me the stamp of approval, and 
I'm excited to uh, to get out there and get my name out there and see if I can do some good stuff for the district. So, what do you mean by lackluster uh, performance? Sure. You know, because I see, you know, we've got these, uh, you know, school. We used to have the the school carts, right? You know, that they right. would get a, a a rating, and you had to keep that rating. But I mean, you know, everything seemed to be okay. Yeah. So the Texas Academic Performance Reports, the taper, is what you're talking about. You know. COVID has made it really difficult for us um, as far as closing learning gaps in our academic testing. However, we've had a C rating for years prior to COVID, and we still have a C rating. And, you know, our special education uh, needs assistance also. So, you know, this year, Luling ISD, which is it's hard to compare other school districts, but, you know, they got a B rating. And what I'm trying to say is, academically, I think we can improve. And we all know that a test score is a very, it's a snapshot. It's external evaluation that does not give you a full picture of how a child is doing to increase student achievement. But it is an important factor. It's a very important factor. So I think we need to focus on the academics a little bit more, as well as some other things that I'll get into. Well, the teachers union would say a lot of times that, well, you need to pay the teachers more and you sure. will get better results. Do you, do you feel that way? Well, I think that's one component. I think that you can give a teacher um, a lot of money, but if it's not a positive culture, it's not a good place to work for, they're going to go to a different school district. Um, so I think it's, there's a lot of nuance to that. I think, you know, paying teachers, uh, uh, Fairly, that's very important, but we need to look at several more factors. Okay, so we we pay the teachers more. Yep. But, you know, what else have we not tried? What are some other things that, you know, as a school board trustee that you can affect to try to drive some of this change that you want to see? Yeah, so, you know, the biggest thing for me, I think the, the most important thing that a school board trustee can do is to create a safe and orderly learning environment for the kids. And when you do that, the teachers can teach and the children can learn. And here's what I mean by that. In our secondary schools, the SROs, the hall monitors, and the assistant principals, man, they have one heck of a job. They're trying to keep these hallways safe. They're trying to keep the classroom safe, the bathroom safe. We have contraband. We have drugs. We have vape pens. We have a lot of issues going on. So I really want to support them. We want to evaluate current policies. Are they working or are they not working? Are there staffing shortages? You know, are there caseload issues that we need to identify? So I really want to support these folks over there in trying to clean up the secondary schools. Let's make a positive learning environment for everybody. And, and you know, going back to the basics, whatever happened to fully enforcing the student code of conduct in the handbook? You know, dress code policies, you know, all the things that create a safe, positive environment. We have high expectations. We should have high expectations. If you don't enforce the basics, you're not providing an environment that's conducive to learning. Well, and so getting back to the handbooks and, yeah. and doing this, are you saying that this is across just that we need to focus at the high school level, the middle schools, or all well, up and down the, the, uh, the whole uh, pyramid? Well, you know, enforcing, it goes for all schools. However, I've seen a decline in the positive culture in the secondary schools. It's not a, 
it's not a secret that, you know, the high schools had some problems. It's not a secret that Miller's having some problems. So, you know, there's a lot of good folks out there that are enforcing the policies, but as an educational community, we need to have a higher expectation. And, and here's what we can do. You know, adding more SROs in the schools may not be an option because maybe they're not, uh, they don't have uh, enough trained individuals ready for us. But we can increase hall monitors. We can look at the cameras on outside of these secondary schools. We can do an evaluation if, they're, uh, if we have enough cameras on the inside and outside. Do we have any cameras that are working or not working? Um, so I think there's some things that we can do, uh, you know, to make a better learning environment. Well, now, I know over uh, past bond elections, we've uh, added in a lot of uh, money for the infrastructure mm -hmm. for those cameras, right? Sure. And uh, so I would assume that we've got everything working. I mean, is there, are there cameras that are, were, do we have reports of things not working? Well, no, I, I just think it should be an annual you know, I don't want to assume a side. You know, okay. I, I, I just want to make sure that everything is going well, dotting the I's, crossing the T's. So what about, uh, I got just another minute or two here, and we'll yeah. take a break. So the, you know, we're, we're talking about that safety part of it, and I want to come back after the break and talk about the academic. Sure. But do you, uh, do we have enough, uh, the SROs are uh, student... Uh, resource officers. Resource officers. Resource officers. Uh, and they are hired through contract with the city still. Am I correct? That is correct. Okay. Yeah. And so you know, I know that that is is one of the pools. But are they are there any of those positions that are not filled right now that you know of, or do they need to increase those, or that's well, something you're just not sure of? No, no, that's a, that's a great question. I was just at a school board meeting uh, a couple days ago, and there was a level three grievance against. Uh, uh, the school district because of some things that were going on in Miller. So the school board actually uh, is in discussion of adding two more SROs. Well, that's great. And, and another assistant principal. You know, unfortunately, a grievance, a level three grievance had to happen for them to be, uh, you know, looking at ways to keep the uh, school safer. And a level three grievance, what, what does that mean basically for folks? It, it, you know, you start at the base level, you go through your chain of command to try and get issues addressed. And then it goes from a one to a two if things are not getting addressed. And then it gets real serious. And then it goes to a level three. The school board, uh, they have a, a, a meeting and they discuss it. And it's, it's, the, it's the top. So it's, it, it never, it just had to keep getting raised up. That's by, correct. Somebody had to go and they, they tried to address it, tried to address it through the chain of command. And the remedies were unsatisfactory. Okay, and the, so it got to it got to a discussion at the school board level. That's okay. correct. And just as a reminder to everybody, when and where do the school boards uh, are the school board meetings? Uh, there's you can go on to the San Marcos ISD website for the school board meetings. I, uh, I had it printed out, but I didn't bring with me. That's all right. I'm sorry. I hated to throw that one at you. But in general, it's on Monday nights uh, every, once a month, correct? That's correct. And, in and then general. They have, and then they have special meetings. And then there's special meetings. That's and uh, it's usually held. Uh, um, where's it being held? Are they moving it around right now? Or? It's. Uh, well, it's at the high school. It's near the uh, cafeteria. There's a room near the, next to the cafeteria. 
Okay. And we'll, I do want to talk about that when we get yeah. back. And uh, let's see here. I just, uh, we're the, you are listening to We the People here on KZSM.org, True Community Radio. And this is Rob Burke, your host. And we have uh, Mr. Philip Muzzy is here uh, in school board district number one. Uh, he is running uh, to be your trustee here in San Marcos. Uh, ISD, which uh, we'll talk about that when we come right back. KZSM.org, and uh, we're going to take a quick uh, break here, talk about some of our other shows. Texas River Tonk airs live Fridays from noon to 2 p.m. on KZSM. They spin new music from up-and-coming artists as well as deep cuts from country greats. Within studio interviews and performances, Texas River Tonk is bringing you music straight from the source and letting you know where to see these artists live at upcoming shows. Don't miss Texas River Talk, Fridays noon to 2 on KZSM, True Community Radio. I'm an interstate daydreamer, I'm dreaming all day long. Order in the Court In the distant year of 2021, mankind has traveled to the far reaches of outer space. This vast galaxy is full of life forms of every shape and size, and there is one common need that unites them all. Not food, not water. In space, everybody needs a lawyer. But who can rise to the challenge? Who has the guts to defend the denizens of our universe? I'll tell you who. Lance Vibrato, astronaut attorney. Tune in every Sunday at 9 p.m. to hear the cosmic courtroom comedy that befalls Lance Vibrato, astronaut attorney. Only on KZSM.org. Her voice can call up a ghost and soothe him to rest again, and she'll ease you out of the stress of your work week and right on into your weekend. She's got live and recorded music you want to hear and interviews with people you want to meet. Tune in Fridays, 8 to 10 p.m. for Friday Night with Care, right here on kzsm.org, San Marcos' true community radio station. Friday Night with Care is coming up next, right after We the People here tonight. And you've got Rob Ark within. Uh, coming up this next Thursday, we are going to be having the St. Patrick's Day concert. Uh, it's going to be over here in the Kissing Alley. And uh, we're going to be having, yes, yeah, St. Patrick's Day is next Friday night, okay? But it's going to be the 16th, so don't wait till Friday night. Come on out Thursday. And it's going to be family-friendly. And we're going to be having O'Malarkey. Uh, band uh, out there doing all those oh Irish jigs and everything else. It's Rob Burke with you, KCSM.org, True Community Radio. We the people, your local connection every Friday night for how you can make a difference. This is a political commentary show. The views expressed on the show are those and my guests, and not necessarily those of KCSM or SMTXCRA. And for my guest tonight, Mr. Philip Muzzy is here in the studio. And we were talking before the break, Philip, about the uh, we have uh, where we had district offices, right? 
they shut those down, demolished them, sold the land off. And we are kind of still without really district offices that they wanted to build. Right. And it, this never, I don't, it didn't go to a bond, but well, how, how are they doing this when we were talking about this off air? Well, that's a good question. I'm, I'm kind of interested to, to know a little bit more myself. I, I do know that the board itself uh, passed it through general funds, through, through a, a general funds coffer. And, you know, that's unfortunate. I think everything needs to go before the people for a vote. This is, you know, this is taxpayer money. Um, and that's what needs to happen. Community needs to have a say. So that was why I was asking about where it was right now, because it's been the, you know, the meetings have been being moved around and, yeah. you know, and it's difficult for people if you don't know where to go. And it is just like any other meeting, a public meeting in uh, the state of Texas, that you have a citizen comment period. Now, uh, generally, it's five minutes rather than three minutes. It's three minutes. It did right it, it, go down to yes. three minutes. Okay, thank you. I haven't been there for a while. I usually I let Dan Lyons go and tell me what's going on down there a lot of times. <laughs> uh, yes, we've got regular people that go in, in but that's how we get the information apart. A lot of times you can't go to these, but if you go on a regular basis and you dig down, man, everybody loves to find out and you become the person to go to. And, right. you know, and eventually then you get crazy enough to run for school board. <laughs> so, you know, we, we talk about the, you know, the general funds and the money, okay, and going before bond. Now, there is, uh, we do have on the election as well, so you're going to be depending on whether you are in your place one or whether you're in place uh, three or place two. I'm sorry, place two is the other uh, race. Uh, or, and if you're not in either one of those, then you will be voting in, and you are in the uh, San Marcos uh, CISD, you will be voting on the bonds. And we were talking about that before coming in, just in general. Uh, Prop A uh, is dealing with... Um, it's uh, with school, school improvements, and that's the big one out of all of these. But then they split off uh, basically just a little bit under a million dollars for the turf uh, to replace the turf at the uh, uh, Rattler Stadium. And then there is another uh, bond, which will be uh, Prop C, mm -hmm. which is for the um, Nanatorium, which is the swim facility that they have been trying a couple times now. Uh, this has came up, come up on the bonds and uh, did not get passed. And uh, it's coming up again. I think this is either the second. I know it's at least the second, if not the third time that this has been on uh, previous bonds here. That, uh, but it didn't get passed. Now, the turf, we just built the facility, you know, less than – we're not even 10 years old. I, I want to say about eight years now uh -huh. that uh, since okay. we built the, uh, the stadium. And uh, uh, it blows my mind. Uh, you know, I know for, for folks watching the Super Bowl, you know, that was a big blow up about the turf there and about taking care of the turf. And I know it's not anything, you know, cheap. This is Texas and football's a religion. And, you know, we do need to make sure that we take care of that. But, boy, it just seems like a lot of money to me. Uh, well, let me just say that I brought San Marcos High School wrestling and it cost about $5,000. <laughs> <laughs> in comparison, but, uh, yeah, a million dollars uh, for turf—that's that's a big one, and that's something that 
Uh, I think people need to get out, and that's why that's why this election in May is not only important to get your vote out to, to elect uh, some new school board members if you so decide, but uh, it's to vote on these props, A, B, and C. Absolutely, a lot of money, a lot of money, folks, and there's a lot of a lot of money coming from y'all. What did I What did I tell you on that first prop? The total for all of one hundred and forty-eight million dollars. One hundred and forty-eight million dollars. A lot of money. That is. I mean, you know, when you figure that. Uh, and, you know, there, there's folks, there's a lot of people that get the general contractors. There's a lot of people that get money out of this that keeps their businesses going. And uh, this is not just happening here, but in uh, three of the four school districts, Wimberley is the only school district without any bonds uh, going on in the May elections. Uh, Dripping Springs, they uh, had bonds that failed in the fall. So they are now trying those again with a smaller base. You know, this is what you were just talking about, is that you have very low turnout uh, in the May elections in comparison to the fall elections. So, you know, you've got to, number one, you've got to get out the vote. But number two, that the people that you do get out, you're, you're going to know who these people are and they're going to know you. It makes it sometimes a little easier uh, for the politicking you know, in some respects, but, uh, you know, it's going to be a very, how many, do you know how many total votes that you've got in your district? Have you gone to that level? Uh, well, I can tell you that in 2015, there was, uh, approximately 265 voters that came out. Okay. Uh, three years later, there was about a hundred more. So 365, usually, usually the person that wins that district wins by 65 to 85 votes. Uh, it's it's interesting. People say that folks win by seventy percent, but when <laughs> when you have such a low voter turnout, uh, it can matter. It, <laughs> it can, can matter. matter absolutely. Well, it's in this generally in city in school district races, they're usually very close. Okay, and that's for those uh, listeners. I'm not going to get into that right now. I will talk a little bit about it, but uh, we're going to uh, probably be talking about it the next time around. Is the uh, uh, those close elections and uh, recounts and uh, how accurate it really is sometimes okay it's right. uh, it's I'm not gonna I'm not gonna scare you on that one we'll talk <laughs> about that later uh, but it's you know there is it does matter for each and every single one of those votes that you're going to have to get and so it's who you know and your friends of the folks that you know and getting out there and yeah. and knocking on doors yeah what's interesting Rob you know is Last several years, as you know, master plan developments have popped up. Mm-hmm. It's a whole different ball game um, in the district, and it's you know it's it's going to be very challenging for whoever does represent this district because you have to take care of not only these master plan developments but also folks that are on the other side that that you know don't have the resources necessarily than some of these other folks. So um, you got to be mindful of that. You have yeah. language barriers. Um, you have to uh, be willing to navigate those waters and and be a voice for all. Now, Kissing Tree is one of those in your <laughs> district, correct? Actually, it is not. It's not. Okay. All right. I wasn't sure whether it went over, but that right. is. But yeah, this is what we're talking about. I'm not not putting this out, but it's that you have uh, gated communities. You can't just go up and walk in and knock on the doors. It's hard to get to the people. And, you know, you've got to get to the the right people and get out there and be known. It's, right. it's very difficult. 
And right. so, uh, you know, now with the Trace, though, that we've got all of these, you know, same thing is going on there with, the, you know, the neighborhoods that are growing up. And a lot of these people are from other places, and uh, they may not have kids in the school district. They may not care about certain things, or they may not have any history of knowing about some of the issues that we've had. Right. That's correct. Yeah. You know, so, yes, the, there are some some challenges for you. Yep. Well, Phil, I'm... What else do did I not cover tonight that you want to let everybody know in my last couple minutes here? Well, accountability with the you know with the school and what it, what that looks like. You know, from the board down to the support staff, I think we all need to be held accountable. You know, there's some things that I'm interested in learning. Um, I'm interested in learning how effective the current school board is, and what I mean by that is what performance indicators are being used. How's the board measuring success monthly or quarterly? What kind of formative assessments are going on? Are climate surveys being used? What does the summative assessment of the superintendent look like? Are we using campus surveys, guiding policy? Did we take the TA commissioner's offer to build us a data tracking website for board members as an accountability tool? And, and maybe so. Uh, you don't know what you don't know, but I'm here to find out. Um, I'm interested in getting up to speed on what's going on with the foot by UIL situation. I want to know a little bit more about the inappropriate relationship of a strength and conditioning coach with a student. I want to look deeper into why we're having problems with this athletic culture at the high school. You know, where is the buck stopping or is it? Um, you know, I'm a data-driven person. I believe that progress monitoring is essential for the success of the kids. We cannot increase in student, student achievement if we are not monitoring and making adjustments to help these kiddos. And, and I wanted to start with me. And, you know, I've talked a little bit about increasing student achievement with the test scores and the closing of the learning gaps. You know, we need to do extra learning opportunities, tutoring, innovative programming, project-based learning. That's something that I didn't see in the campus improvement plan executive summaries that I looked through. There was a lot of social-emotional learning, but I think we should focus a little bit more on academic achievement. All right. And, well, I appreciate you coming in. And, again, uh, election dates. Shoot, I had those right in front of me, and I moved them off here, uh, unless you can interject. May 6th. There we go. So, uh, and uh, uh, early voting, first day of early voting is April 24th, and the last day of early voting is May 2nd, and then yeah. you can vote on May 6th. So, uh, uh, and uh, you'll need to go to the uh, district site that they'll have where you can vote and all the locations. Absolutely. And, Rob, if, 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 you, if I could tell folks out there, philmuzzy.com, if you want to know, know a little bit more about there me, what are, what are my qualifications, what have I done? You know, I'm a former coach, teacher, associate principal, English as a second language coordinator, gifted and talented coordinator. I'm an Army veteran. I'm a business owner. So I've done a few things, that, and I think that I can bring a perspective to the school board to assist in increasing student achievement. And how can people help you? I mean, how can people get involved? Let's see. Voting. It's all about <laughs> voting. Uh, yeah. and, and, and reach out to me. It, yard sign, uh, or even just to have a conversation with me, because I, I need to represent everybody in District 1, and I cannot do that without conversation. Everything starts with a conversation. It does. It does. And, uh, well, thank you for coming in and having the conversation with our listeners here tonight. Thanks, Rob. People. I appreciate it. It was fun. And uh, it, it, I, 
I try to make it fun for everybody. I know everybody gets nervous until they come in here one time and then realize that yeah, I'm not too bad. Although I I, I can be, but uh, just remember that. Uh, KZSM.org, True Community Radio. This is Rob Burke, your host. And we are going to come right back, and we are going to talk about the beer. Is there going to be enough? Well, yeah, maybe. We'll see. We're going to talk a little bit more about that when we come back. KZSM.org, we the people. Ladies and gentlemen, y toda mi gente, my name is Josh, also known as DJ Alpha in the mix, and I am the host of the Latin Energy Show on KZSM San Marcos. I'm inviting everyone to tune in every Thursday evening and join the Latin Energy Party. Here on KZSM.org, we are all about community support, so tune in online or download the KZSM app on your mobile device. Shoutouts and requests, make sure to follow and tag us on Facebook at Latin Energy Show KZSM. Tu sabes. Kissing Alley Concert Series starts off the new 2023 season with the local Irish sounds of the band Oh Malarkey. That's who you're listening to right now, folks. 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Thursday, March 16th in the historic Kissing Alley. It's on Hopkins Street right across from the courthouse. It is free. It is all ages. It is underwritten by a grant from the Arts Commission from the city of San Marcos. Come on out. Where are you green, folks? We're going to be listening to Omalarkey, 7 to 9 p.m. Thursday, March 16th. Yes, we are going to be out in the Kissing Alley this Thursday night. Uh, bring the family, bring everybody, tell them. And, and it's going to be, I mean, this has been beautiful weather the last couple nights down here. Everyone's coming out. And uh, the students are all leaving uh, for spring break. Uh, but, you know, that's also a good time to come downtown. Uh, it's funny, I, I saw a lot of folks uh, coming in from South by Southwest uh, that are staying here and, you know, trying to get around uh, where it's quieter uh, here. But we've got uh, not only spring break, South by Southwest, you have also got uh, St. Patrick's Day this next week. And so I was going around uh, passing out our flyers here for the St. Patrick's Day uh, around the square and talking to some people. And someone had said that, you know, they were just having a rough time because they were having to travel to go get their beer and i'm like well wait a minute you know don't you have a distributor you know doesn't somebody come and deliver your beer i see them all the time around town and yes but they have been having trouble getting uh their beer from their distributor okay because this distributor uh formerly right capital uh got sold last year to a to the reyes corporation and reyes distributor that owns multiple distributions around uh, the country and they have been as with many uh companies that you know you have buyouts and take over you have all of those little logistical problems and things that come up that uh you know everyone's having problems with you know having enough workers and drivers and you know whatever it may be you know, the fuel and things like that, and your margins are, are hurting, and uh, they've got to pass that along. 
to the local bar owners. Well, so many of your local uh, restaurants and your local uh, bars are by small, you know, these are small business owners. They're barely making it. They've had trouble, you know, recovering from COVID, uh, you know, getting people to come out. And then you get hit with uh, the uh, effects of the uh, inflation that we had from, you know, from the, the stimulus package that we had from COVID, you know, all of these things. If, you know, government involvement, uh, you know, has, a, has effects, folks. We've talked about that. Um, but... Here, you know, you've got a uh, a company that distributes the beer, and your local uh, bar and restaurants, they have to get it from a distributor. Well, in the whole Austin area, there are two beer distributors. All right, and in San Antonio, there are two beer distributors. Okay, that seems odd. You'd think that we'd have, you know, free market and you could have that. Well, no. And there is a a couple layers here uh, that we have of, let me pull that back up here. I'm sorry. Uh, so there's a what they call a three-tiered system. And what's interesting is when I go out there and I, I look up uh, for Texas beer distributors and I look about, you know, the laws and justification, boy, there is a lot of stuff that is out there justifying why this is a good system to have, which tells me something right there that somebody's really concerned about, about this system. Okay, and you've got uh, you've got uh, right uh, distribution, and uh, they have uh, uh, in. Let me go back on this one here. So you've got in San Antonio, in uh, Austin, you've got wholesale beer distributors, and uh, uh, what was Capital Right, which is now uh, uh, Capital Reyes. And uh, they are there in uh, the Austin area. And then in San Antonio, you still have Wright Distributors there that handles Miller, Miller Light. And then you've got the, um, the other one. You've got Republic. Uh, you've got uh, Tri-City is uh, there in New Braunfels. Uh, and you've got to—but uh, uh, you've got to buy— from these folks and if you want to buy whether it's cores whether it is uh um whatever the uh the the beer may be and you've got the um uh yeah where's my notes there no see i hate when i i start to to get going and I'm, i didn't uh, watch it there we go <laughs> So you've got uh, uh, Guinness, uh, Lone Star, Miller, Coors, Coors Light. I mean, some of the all these beers. And so you've got people here in the area that are saying, you know, we are not going to be able to get Guinness beer. Uh, and they were basically told that uh, they would have to cut back on what they call their SKUs, their, their uh, uh, sales units. And so... 
they were um, there was a lot of fear about whether or not they were going to be able to you know at the, one of the biggest beer drinking days of the year uh, and with all of this South by Southwest and all of these things that they couldn't get their beer now the other thing that they were telling me is that the big guys were the ones that were going to get it first and that was going to be the HEBs the uh, uh, then uh, your, uh, you know, WalMarts, the distributors, uh, the main people in the area, and then you were also going to get uh, the the other ones that were going to get it was the uh, uh, the chains uh, would get it first, and then your chain restaurants would get it first, and then your local restaurants and your local bars would get it last. Okay, so. Um, you know, the system is in place is what's called a three-tier system. And it means that uh, you've got your producers, your distributors, and your retailers. Okay, and the middle tier is this occupied by the entities responsible for purchasing or importing alcoholic beverages from manufacturers and transporting to retail establishments. For states that still have alcohol control boards, the well, state alcohol control boards are the only exception. Um, but uh, these entities are also licensed and regulated by the federal government. So all of this is pre prohibition all right so there's a lot of discussion you know about the marijuana prohibition and what's uh, you know and how things would have to change and what we'd have to do well it all comes down to taxation all right a lot of this is uh you know the three-tier system, a lot of the talk that I see about this, about why it exists, is to remedy several of the abuses that uh, precipitated the push for prohibition. Uh, here's an example of pre-prohibition problem that uh, the three-tier system corrected. Before prohibition, alcohol producers would often own their own retail establishments, requiring those establishments to exclusively stock their own brands. This arrangement worked out spectacularly well for the manufacturer significantly reduced the brand choices available. And uh, so, you know, it's kind of interesting that, okay, well, we need federal uh, involvement to make sure that it is a uh, free market. It kind of gets interesting, you know, with all of this, because we talk about us being a free market system, but so much is regulated. So your local retail establishments are at the mercy of these suppliers, these middlemen in that tier. And so uh, I reached out, I uh, said, I'm going to be having a uh, story tonight. And I reached out uh, to say, okay, this is what I'm hearing. And I uh, said that I am, um, I'd sent a message uh, to the, uh, 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 to, uh, I'm sorry, uh, the, uh, I got a response back from the Vice President of Corporate Affairs uh, here, uh, and uh, I'd said, I'm following a story here in San Marcos, Texas, and in Central Texas, that local bar owners are not able to get orders of Guinness, Miller Lite, Lone Star, and other beers before St. Patrick's Day in South by Southwest. I'm hearing reports from bar owners that this is due to issues arising from the merger of Capital Right with Reyes. This is a make or break time for many of these smaller local businesses in the spring, and I'd like to get a statement from Capital Reyes confirming or denying these reports. 
So they did come back to me uh, this afternoon and uh, from Patrick uh, Laurel at uh, Reyes uh, and said, again, appreciate you reaching out, Rob. Our response is below. And their response is that Capital Reyes and the entire Reyes Beverage Group organization holds itself to the high standards it comes to mark it comes to market service levels, and we are taking uh, corrected action to ensure we address unexpected issues that arose over the last few weeks. So. They're confirming that, yes, this was an issue and that we did have this. And come on in, guys. I'm going to be talking for a while. You know me. It is, I'm going to have to stop here in a minute. These actions include bringing in support from across the Reyes network and implementing new delivery routing to increase the number of our routes. While we did initially propose a temporary limit to the SKUs, that's the sales units, that we deliver, we are making changes based on feedback from our retailers and customers to ensure that all accounts are able to get the SKUs they need ahead of South by Southwest and other key events in the coming weeks. We are excited about joining the Texas market and the high demand for all uh, for our partners' products. Local business uh, trends have been very positive, and we are adding to our teams to keep up with demand. We look forward to continuing to fulfill our purpose of connecting customers, consumers, and brands every day, everywhere we operate. So, yes, one guy here in San Marcos, Texas, can get an answer just by sending an email to the corporate folks at Reyes. And, uh, yes, there are some problems, evidently. I mean, we've got that uh, verified. So we're going to follow up this next week. We'll uh, make sure that our local folks uh, are getting supplied with their beer and uh, that they're able to uh, uh, keep folks uh, taken care of. I mean, you know, what would St. Patrick's Day be without Guinness beer? I mean, come on. You know, or, you know, coming up, too, this is also the suppliers for Modelo for uh, a lot of the Mexican brands. So we'll we'll keep you posted. KZSM.org, True Community Radio. Take a quick uh, station ID break. And uh, Friday Night with Care is coming up. And uh, it is. We've got Care here. And uh, Carol is in the house. And uh, uh, Jeremiah is looking a lot more relaxed tonight than when he came in here last week. But, uh, so we'll Join see. us at 11 a.m. Be right back on with the you. second and fourth Tuesday of every month for two new half-hour back-to-back shows, Mothering Earth and Wonderful World. Mothering Earth, a show from Wimberley, features interviews with locals on important environmental issues in Hayes County. Mothering Earth will be followed by Wonderful World at 11.30. On the second Tuesdays of Wonderful World, hear all about the San Marcos River Foundation from host Diane Wasinich and her guests. On the fourth Tuesdays, host Aspen Navarro and her guests will have news from the San Marcos Greenbelt Alliance. Celebrate our wonderful world with your true community radio station, KZSM. Have you heard that lonesome whippoorwill? You know, the one that's too blue to fly? Yeah, me either. The one I'm hearing is pretty chipper these days. Know why? It's because we're all listening to my new morning program here on Sundays at KZSM called Sunrise Soul Food. It's every Sunday morning, 6 to 8 a.m. with encore broadcasts during the week. Be sure to check out our 24-hour programming right here on KZSM.org, San Marcos True Community Radio. Our connections make powerful things happen. 
uniting individuals and communities. We are Rotary. We are people of action. With over 1 million members, we know what people can do when they come together. Around the world, generations of leaders build new friendships and solve problems, turning great ideas into reality. Take action with us. Find out more at rotary.org slash action. I drive my bus in a busy city. That's why road safety is so important to me. I know that I must slow down and be extra careful when I make a wide turn. Buses need more room than cars. Everyone can help keep our roads safe. Next time you're driving, remember to give buses plenty of time and space to finish turning before driving ahead. Let's all plan to share the road safely. Learn how at www.sharetheroadsafely.gov. And back with you here at KCSM.org, True Community Radio. This is We the People for the 10th of March here with you. And uh, so a couple things I want to hit. (coughs) And of course, I don't start to cough until I come back on the air. A couple things I want to come back on with you here uh, tonight. Um, I talked about when I was down at Commissioner's Court uh, two weeks ago uh, that— you had some folks from KSAT had uh, ambushed Walt Smith, and we never really could figure out what was going on, and they were trying to get a statement. Well, they did come out with what the statement was, why they were uh, in there, was that we knew that he had gotten arrested uh, and that they were working out uh, the plea deal and working out going through the courts. And it got drug on out past the election. So uh, and it didn't really come up as an issue in the November elections. But once that was completed, KSAT, which is out of San Antonio, uh, was able to do a request for the body cameras from the police officers. And that came out about three days ago. And as part of that, uh, it came out that uh, he basically had ran a red light. Uh, and or a stop sign, and had uh, clipped a box truck, flipped that box truck, and then drug it 200 feet on its side. And uh, it did not look well in the uh, body cam. He did refuse a breathalyzer, and uh, it, it, it just, it's one of those that it just doesn't look good. Now, is anything going to happen? Well, I mean, he got reelected, folks. Uh, and, you know, you can have all sorts of things uh, that in, unless he's put in prison, this is Texas, and, you know, unless you are not elected, uh, you know, generally you stay in office, folks, uh, unless you decide to uh, resign for one reason or another. So we'll keep following this. I don't I don't think too much is going to happen, but let's, you know, we'll see what the fallout is from this. Okay, the other thing that's going on is— is up at the legislature right now. You have got the uh, 88th, uh, where was it? Uh, the 88th uh, legislature is ongoing right now up until May. Uh, and there's a lot of things going on. And I just wanted to uh, make sure that you are looking to uh, and, and getting in touch with your state senator and with your state representative um, and uh, talk to them. 
tell them who you are. Just say, hey, you know, we talked last week about coming up, uh, bringing some food, bringing some cookies, you know, bringing some stuff uh, because they're going to be working hard there and making sure you get to know who the people are in the office up there at uh, in Austin. And uh, I pulled up uh, something from uh, Texas Tribune here uh, about some of their top things that uh, that you need to keep tabs on uh, what's going on here. Uh, and uh, the last time was 2021, and there's been a lot of uh, challenges that they're listing. You know, we've had the shootings at uh, elementary school in Uvalde, higher inflation, uh, record number of migrants attempting to cross the border, the outlawing of abortion following U.S. Supreme Court decision, and parents who have grown increasingly agitated about what public schools are teaching their children about gender, sex, and race, some of the major things. And uh, so... What uh, Texas Tribune is saying uh, that they are seeing as the biggest issues uh, facing the legislature that they're keeping their eyes on. How to spend the budget surplus. Uh, the biggest topic conversation uh, is the $32.7 billion budget surplus, and uh, uh, including the top legislative uh, leaders are chomping at the bit over how to use that cash. Uh, and the surplus uh, is money that we've talked about this it is mostly from the uh you know it's uh, a direct reflection of spending it's a direct reflection of the increased cost of things uh and so because of inflation the state's getting more money um so that's one of the things that you're going to be wanting to look at uh parental rights uh are is a big one that uh, republican leaders and lawmakers have targeted uh uh, this time around, and then um, uh, LGBTQ issues and women's health is going to be a big one uh, that once these get uh, for the hearings, there's going to be a lot going on there that you're going to want to keep an eye on. And then uh, border security uh, and a lot of these things, as we talked about last week, are going first into the committees and they're starting to be heard in the committees. So these are the things you want to watch for. Um, so uh, just some, some stuff to uh, be talking about. We're going to talk some more next week. Uh, one of our guests uh, that we should be able to get him, he's going to be off the road uh, and uh, Justin uh, will be uh, either calling it will be calling in next week and talking about some of these priorities and some of the things going on up at the legislature we will be having some more of our school board uh, members in and again philip muzzy uh, was here tonight uh, running for uh, the school board for district one here in san marcus cisd and you don't have to just be here in san marcus to be in the school district if you are out in martindale or out in some of the surrounding areas uh you uh, uh and uh, going over into guadalupe county you are in the district so kzsm.org true community radio i will be back with you uh here on um when am I going to be back? I'll be back here on Sunday. I'm sorry. And uh, Season Ammons is going to be my guest uh, for the first hour. And then uh, Ghost Feather, Jack Guidry, is uh, coming back in, Carol. Uh, he'll be in on uh, Sunday. So uh, stay tuned. KZSM.org, True Community Radio. And uh, we're going to take you out with some uh, music from O'Malarkey. Come on out and join us this next uh, at the Kissing Alley this next Thursday.
Whiskey, whiskey. 